sometimes, you know, we learn things that we wish we would have known back when it was way more important, when things would have been more useful, like 10 years ago, five years ago. Have you ever had that? You're like, oh, I wish I would have known that. Well, today I'm sharing what I would have told my 20-year-old self had I known what I know now. Let's go. Hello, Assalamualaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week on Monday and Fridays. So it is a beautiful Monday over here. The weather is getting a bit nippy. In fact, we had our first flakes of snow here in New York just yesterday. I'm not sure where you are in the world. It might be warm and sunny, which in that case, I am so wishing I could be sitting next to you right now. But alhamdulillah, it's also this beautiful time where we get all like cuddly and cozy in the house with warm hot mugs and sweaters. And I think because it's Cyber Monday, everybody's kind of shopping. But for the most part, we're going to tuck in for a long winter. Now, today I want to share with you um, what I hope will be helpful because I think one of the biggest things I've learned in my life is, and what I love to do, is to gravitate towards people who have done things before me, been there, done that. And so instead of me just struggling and figuring out for the first time, um, I get to hear all the good things that they discovered and all the blunders that they made so that I could live a bit wiser. And that's what I hope we do for you here on the podcast. If you are new to the podcast, just so you know, we um, come here twice a week, like I said, and we talk about love, marriage, uh, relationships, parenting. We're going to be getting into some um, stuff with kids and parenting. And we've been doing a lot on emotions this month. We basically are just closing that out as we are going into what will soon be the new year and talking about routines and habits. So look forward to a ton of stuff and a ton of new YouTube videos. I'm doing a new morning routine on YouTube. I'm going to do a new evening routine and so many other things. So you guys will get a good catch on kind of like what I do. And I've been doing a lot more YouTube day in the life type stuff that you guys have really been liking and asking me to do. So I'm doing that for you. <laughs> I'm recording as much as I can. I think I might even try to incorporate my kids a bit more just so you can kind of see as um, as a mom, as a wife and kind of how I deal with those types of things. We're in the middle of a lot of remodeling in my house. So maybe I will show you snippets of that and how I design on a dime too. But for sure, everything is within the context of mindful living as a modern day Muslima. All right. So let's dive right into today's topic, which is dun, 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 three things I wish I knew at 20. Yeah. So um, it is probably a little bit um, hard for me since my age. I feel like a lot of people really relate to me for some reason between the ages of 18 to 24, which I find shocking. Um it's probably the age of my children. <laughs> Most of my children. I have five kids. So I guess in that case, I'm everybody else's second mom or second khala or second auntie. And so that's just fine with me. And I'm okay with that. But yes, when I was 20, I made a lot of blunders. And I'm like, oh, I wish I knew that really wasn't something I should be worried about or something I should focus on. So whether you are in your 20s or in your 30s, I'm sure if you're in your 30s, you might be able to relate to some of these. And if you're in your 20s, well, then you get some knowledge that I didn't have when I was your age. So number one, diving straight in, is what pleasing people can do. Like pleasing people is not as important as pleasing Allah. True happiness lives there. Now, let me tell you what I did in my 20s that I'm not too proud of. 
when I was in my 20s, and I think like my husband and I, we make fun of each other now because we, we, we wear clothes that are comfortable in our age now where before it's like when you're in your twenties, you're like so busy worrying about what everybody thinks about you, whether you want to pretend that's happening or not, that you wear things that are uncomfortable because they look good, not because they feel good. For example, like you'll wear a pair of shoes that you're like, oh my gosh, these shoes definitely go with my outfit. Like my feet could kill in them. And I really don't walk well in them. And they're not really meant to go up this hill right here. But like they just go with my outfit so well. And so that's your focus. Or I remember like I would wear, I would want to wear like my cute little jacket. uh, Because again, I felt like it really went with my outfit, even though it was freezing and technically that jacket shouldn't be worn anymore like these are the things that I did when I was younger because I was so worried or like I wouldn't leave the house unless I was completely put together because I was just like oh I'm not going out in public like that and that was my thing now I am like this is what happens ladies when you hit 30 you're just like um yeah, like you start to feel like maybe I won't always be put together and who really cares? And then <laughs> and then when you hit after that, you're just kind of like, yeah, don't really mind. However, I want to do things is how I'm going to do things. And if people don't like it, I mean, I wish they would like it. But if they don't, I'm kind of totally okay with that. And so it's it comes that way. But when you're in your 20s, you're really worried. So here's the thing. I'm just talking about some clothes here. But if I can go a bit deeper, ladies, let's just go there. Um, you do things in your 20s because you're still not 100% sure of who you are, that you are willing to almost sometimes do things that borderline don't feel right. When I um, think about that, I think about a particular sister that I talked a long time ago with on the podcast. Her name is Sarah. And she really started to do things in college that she knew weren't exactly what she should be doing. And in particular, and this happens with a lot of girls with guys, um, you know, they feel bad to turn guys down, to hurt guys' feelings. Like guys want to hug them or guys want to like shake hands or guys want to sit with them or guys want to do something. And they feel really bad to tell them no, even though they know Islamically it's not appropriate. They really, really struggle with that. Does that sound familiar to you or anyone you know because I'm promising you a lot of ladies tell me that so what I want to tell you about Sarah is if you haven't already gone in the podcast maybe I will link it below Sarah's story of how Sarah completely lost her iman is actually one of the ones that people love and favorite here on the podcast because they say it is so relatable and so people pleasing related to doing things outside of what you know is right like your core belief, like my core belief is I know I shouldn't talk to guys alone, but then I'm really like, don't want to hurt their feelings. And I don't want them not to like me or to think I'm being mean or to think like, you know, and, and, and guys know girls like feel like this. So they always push on them. They're like really smart. So in my twenties, what I wish I could tell myself is that stuff, like, don't do that. Like be you. And if people don't like who you are, then they're just helping you out. They're just They're just showing you like that that's not the person that needs to be around you. And we worry more about hurting people's feelings than doing what's right. And what I wish I could tell myself was that's just going to end up making you feel uncomfortable and making you do things you don't want to do. Then making you turn on yourself and dislike yourself and then making you lose your iman and then making you not, um, you know, want to to not feel good about yourself and ultimately just be sad. That's what I would tell myself in other women 
at 20 because I have too many women calling me telling me that that is exactly what they're going through. So if I could give advice to a 20 year old, that would be my first one. My second piece of advice to my 20 year old self or other 20 year old women would be that happiness doesn't come from people in your life or your situation. It comes from how you respond to people and situations. I'll say that again. Happiness doesn't come from people or life situations. Like people like, oh, like having this you know, new husband or like, you know, moving to this new place or getting to this new job. Happiness doesn't come from people or life situations. It comes from how you respond to them. So for example, there's women who feel like they're never going to be happy because they're living in a, a, a house with their parents and their parents are so unreasonable and they're just miserable. And like, you know, they just feel like, you know, their situation with, um, you know, relationships or friends or like everything is just so down and low and not where they want it to be. And they don't feel good about it. They don't feel good about themselves. So they're having so many relationship problems with people in their life or situations like I just need to get out of this house I just need to get married um, I just need to like go to university I just need to like they feel so so that kind of a way that they think that's gonna make them happy but guess what ladies if you've heard from any of my podcasts like I did that and beyond I went all the way up to the top and became really really successful and there is no happiness anymore at the top versus the bottom if anything there's less happiness at the top because you're consumed with your quote-unquote career or life choice of your focus there and then it's so much less on what's really important which is like the day-to-day humanity like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ibadah like the more you get into that so the happiness really comes with how you deal with situations. So for example, I've given you the, the example of Ibrahim salam in the fire before, okay? What's the analogy we're giving here is that, that, that uh, Ibrahim, he was getting pressured by everybody from all sides. But still he's sitting there cool and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made it cool for him. Like when we say, in usri yusra, within hardship there's ease. Like when you respond well to your struggle in your house, like whatever's happening, whether you're fighting with your spouse or it's your parents or it's your kids, when you respond well in heat, when you learn how to respond well in heat, that's why the whole month we've been doing emotions. When you learn how to do that, we can put you anywhere and you'll feel happy. We can put you anywhere in your thrive. The happiness comes from within you. I know that sounds a bit cheesy, but it is really true. And the more you keep thinking, but when I get to this, then I'll do this. I'll feel happy. I'll be good. Everything will be good. It's not true. And I don't want anybody to be disappointed as they pine through and don't find their happiness. So if I could give advice to my 20-year-old self, that would be that happiness doesn't come from the people that you're going to get in your life, okay? It doesn't come from these new things that you're going to achieve or these new things that you're going to get when it's when you get your car, when it's when you get your new phone. When you get, it doesn't come from that. It comes from how you respond to everything in your life. Your response, and most of us don't have a response system. We do not have, we're just kind of like, uh, right? We're just very reactive. We're not very responsive. We're not very mindful. That's why we practice the whole mindfulness thing here. It's to get you used to thinking more about what you're doing and adjusting in the moment. That is what will bring you happiness. It is not as sparkly. I get it. It sounds way better to be like, oh, when I get married and we go off on our own house and I can do my own thing. That sounds way nicer. And you'll be like, no, I really think that still will happen. Listen, sis, you're going to go there. I had a woman um, talk to her just the other day, one sister, beautiful sister, so smart, so religious. She is just 
Tabarakallah, very, very, um, how you say, like she has so many positive traits. She got married. She lives in an amazing house, gorgeous house, like Instagram times 30. Like the house, everybody going to be like, oh my gosh, she has like wings in her house of things. Like go down this one and this one and this one. And she is in a very, very unhappy marriage. And she is crying all day in her house. So if you're from the outside of her house and you're driving past her, you'd be like, oh my gosh, look at this sister. She's educated. Mashallah, tabarakallah. She has this, this, this. Look at her house. She's posting pictures on this and Instagram. You will never know that inside she is internally depressed. So what I'm trying to say to you is you can think you're going to get all what I'm going to figure it out. I'm telling you, if I could tell my 20 year old self, that would be what I tell them. Number three, that I didn't have to know who I was yet. I wish I could tell myself at 20, I didn't have to know who I was yet. I just had to focus on learning how to be better. Yeah. You don't have to know what your career is going to be. You don't have to know like what achievements you're going to have. You don't have to know even, I mean, I know it helps because you want to waste money in uni when you're like dropping money on all these classes. But what I'm going to say is if you could focus, I know in the US we have something more called liberal arts. It's a bit different in the UK, but um, we focus a lot on who do you want to be in the beginning couple of years because they know that people are going to struggle to decide. Let me just tell you, I changed who I was going to be many times. Thankfully, alhamdulillah, everything was aligned with my original um, degree so that like one career or degree led into the next, but it was very far. I started off wanting to be a lawyer. <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, I realized it didn't suit my personality. I, I just don't like that type of stuff. Even though I love justice and serving and saving people and helping, which is very great. I could still use those skills in other places. And I didn't realize that the, the, the courtroom would be a bit too cutthroat for me. Like it's not really my jam, but like so much about that stuff is necessary and amazing. And I love people who do that work that we need those people in our community. They save us every day, but it just wasn't my particular jam. And I thought I had to figure it all out. I was going to go across the world and I was going to, I was, um, I was studying anthropology. I was studying, um, education. I was like into art. I was into writing. I was, into, I was into everything. And I felt like, oh, I'm a loser. I don't know what I will be, but I knew I had so much passion, but guys, I'm fast forwarding I ended up being successful by dunya's terms. By Allah's terms is more important. Who really cares about dunya? Really, does that really mean anything? But the point is, I didn't have to know. So don't pressure yourself. What you do need to focus on is being better. Be a better woman. Focus on that. How to be more honest, more truthful. Don't be a procrastinator. Be on time. Keep your word. You know, learn about your religion. Learn how to be a great wife. Learn how to be a great mother. Learn to upgrade yourself, invest in yourself and focus less on the career aspect because it will not define you in your lifetime as much as who you are. And you don't get another chance like to have this much amount of time to yourself. Once you start getting married and having kids, it's very hard to focus on you. All the moms in here that they can hear, they know what I'm talking about. Nobody leaves you alone. If you want to be alone, you have to hide in the bathroom, right? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. So like it is just kids in your face all the time. And so to have a really quiet moment to work on yourself, to do your journaling, you guys see me do my morning routine. That is really true. That's when I do it. But I had to sacrifice sleep. So if you want to do it in a much easier way in your 20s, it's much better. But you don't have to know who you are. You just have to focus on getting better. And that's why I love that you're here with us on the podcast and doing that. Keep doing that. But when you're off the podcast, when you click 
pause or you get off of the app that you're on. Don't just dive right back into like career, career, study, study. You know, let's focus on improving you. What are you doing every day to just do one thing to work on you? Even if it's five minutes of Quran in the morning, even if it's just tahajjud three times a week, what are you doing? When you end this podcast, I want you just to think, what am I doing to improve me? And if you're past your 20s and you're like, hey, look, that ship has sailed, you can still do that, sis, because it's still about upgrading you. It's still about reaching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the best of states and in the best of iman. All right? Love you guys for the sake of Allah. That was just my little Monday boost, Monday motivation. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala join us again on Friday. Inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. You have an amazing week.